What's going on, party people? Damon D here. Welcome to the Under Review Show. It's Wednesday, and we all know what that means. It's Daily Fantasy Day. We got the Roto Radar crew in the house. Talk a bit about our Daily Fantasy Major League Baseball slate that's going off today. Why Daily Fantasy, you ask? Well, Daily Fantasy is literally the gateway drug to real betting. It's amazing how much detail you can garner about matchups, about players, about runs scored, about uh, odds and lines just from analyzing a Daily Fantasy lineup, which translates beautifully to your life of sports betting on Bet Online. Speaking of Bet Online, they are uh, they keep the lights on over here at the Under Review Show. If uh, if you do want to bet on any of this stuff, head to betonline.ag, uh, use promo code REVIEW and they'll give you a little extra bonus in your account just for listening to us here. Now they don't have daily fantasy, of course, there's the big juggernauts out there that do it, but I think it's important that we just take um, every aspect of analysis when it comes to wagering to use in our uh, in our bankroll in our in our inventory of knowledge um, for us to bet on stuff. Now every single Wednesday, the guys from Roto Radar come and hang out, and and we go over every single thing you can possibly imagine going over. What is Roto Radar? Um, well, Roto Radar is a uh, is a website dedicated to daily fantasy. These are professional daily fantasy wagers and uh, regular sports wagers. They have made their careers and a website specifically based on giving you analysis about daily fantasy. It can be overwhelming and weird. I'm pretty new to it, but it's pretty awesome to have experts on the line that are just sitting here giving you the info that you need to hear. Uh, today we'll be going over baseball, but we do basketball. There's going to be some football if it actually goes off. Yeah. Uh, they're here every single week. Let me introduce the guys to you. Uh, starting off, it's the Fife Dog himself, uh, CEO a Roto Radar and professional uh, daily fantasy superstar, uh, Mr. Jean Piper. I love the intro. That was that, that was very flattering, Damon. Thank you. Uh, I, I I can't wait to talk about this slate. We have eight games. We're coming in. I lost on Monday, so that sucked. I lost on Monday. We picked up uh, our first losing slate on a Monday. Uh, so far this MLB season, but we bounced back big time yesterday. I actually had my first one percent uh, night. Um, wound up exactly. turning. 1%. So 1% nights typically during an entire season. Obviously, things are different in the pandemic uh, now because we have the shortened 60-game season as opposed to the normal 182-game season. But yep. on a typical 182-game season, I have around 25 to 31% nights. That means I finished on the FanDuel lineup that I provided to all of the members that signed up. I only play one lineup. I provide one lineup. That lineup is the the parameter of success, right? So okay. how high did it finish in those big contests? Oh. It finished in the top it finished in the top one percent last night. Oh. Uh, so nice. we actually we actually I turned a, a four hundred dollar entry into the monster into twenty five hundred uh, last night on the same lineup that I provided to every single member. Ended up profiting a little over five thousand last night in MLB. So it was a really good baseball night for us after a big loss on Monday. We got our ass kicked on Monday. Uh, <laughs> what? So, what, yeah, happened? Was, what, what happened to... I'll uh... tell you exactly what happened on Monday. Monday, we were going back and forth between the one one-off that I was going to play. And Josh was actually... We gave Josh off the day. He had really important other stuff to, to take care of. So I had another pro on the show with me. We were talking it through on Monday. And I was explaining to him... 
it's between Cody Bellinger and Mike Trout for my last spot in my FanDuel lineup. And it's a one-off, meaning there's no other players from the game, from the team that we were playing in our lineup, right? It was it, We were going to roll these guys out there naked. They were going to be by themselves. No correlation, no stack, no yep. nothing. So it was between these two guys. Went back and forth with it on the podcast. Said I was rolling out Cody Bellinger because I thought I liked the floor, I liked the ceiling, I liked the matchup, I liked his security in the lineup, blah, blah, blah. No joke. You can go look on Monday. Cody Bellinger scored... Three Fanduel points with a walk. Mike Trout hit two <laughs> home runs, bro. Two home runs, Mike Trout hit. So that was a 45 Fanduel point swing, which literally would have cashed us in every single contest. Um, so yeah, I uh, made the wrong choice between a one v one, and it it hurt us on Monday, but. Bounce back, first 1% night of the season last night. We finished first place in every 100-man contest last night. Uh, and we also obviously top place in the top 1% of every GPP. So good uh, good little bounce back to a tough Monday. Absolutely love it. And uh, also joining us, uh, um, you know, partner in crime um, to the Fife Dog. Um, it's uh, it's Josh Reimer, Optimus Rhyme, as we call him. Hey, yeah. man. Hey. How'd your week go? Did My you get week? clobbered or are you just laughing? No, I, like, I hate well, to one-up Sean here because I'm going to feel really bad about this, go. but I hate to one-up no. him. Uh, Sunday, no, I don't feel that bad. Sunday in MVA, I provided our first 0.1% win to members. So members who put a dollar into the slate ended up winning 150. We had a member who put who entered a $44 contest on Fandle. He ended up winning $6,000. So it was a, a really, really good night Sunday. And it was our first 0.1% win of the bubble period which, for mba yeah for yeah, mba for super NBA. excited yeah. about it man that's so, wild so yeah we've had we had a one percent night for the members last night for mlb and we had a 0.1 percent night for nba members on sunday so in the last three days let's just say roto radar members are eating pretty well yes they yeah, are they that, are definitely eating it. pretty well wow man that's uh i mean it's fantastic to hear but like um good i mean good for you guys um you know getting this getting this out of the way here but things are, are starting to change now in in places like the nba right we're starting to see some stuff happen right the maybe it's the frustration of living in a bubble with a bunch of other dudes for so long um we have Giannis who's going to be suspended um for sure um we have actually the you know maybe some official like we were talking about last week that they, like how our players going to react negatively and positively. We, we're seeing Dame start to freaking freak out and just go bonkos. Um, how is like what's happening? Like we haven't. By the way, NBA has been kind of boring. Ratings are down, right across the board. Um, this is great for betting, by the way. Um, yeah. Public and stuff. But um, we're starting to see some action happen. Right. It's starting to shake up a little bit. Um, what are your guys' thoughts right now on like how you're anticipating this rest of this bubble season going for the NBA? Sean. Josh, okay, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll start off. I, I think that we're going to play out the rest of the season just like we have the first two weeks of this NBA bubble with no issues. Yep. And I think, you know, as much as I'm sure the players are getting frustrated, and can you really blame them? You know, they're away from no. their family. They're, uh-huh. you know, let's not even talk about the fact that they're not getting laid right now either, literally. Uh, you got a bunch of guys out there with with blue balls, Steve. This is this is an issue, you know. This is a yeah. big issue. Yeah. Why do you think they're trying to bounce on the bubble to go to strip clubs like Lou Will? Yeah. Um, so, anyways, yeah. I you know this this is no family, no women, 
know anything. They're locked in a confined bubble for months at a time. And these are grown men. So, of course, it's going to work on their psyche. But I'll say this, too. This is the only way to do it in the pandemic. This is it. Like, we're looking at the answer. This is the answer to make everything work. We've seen issues in the MLB. We've seen issues, obviously, in college sports, not even having a season. We don't have time to get into that. But this is, uh, Josh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's the only answer to making things work during these times. Yeah, Uh, I I, I think the MLB agrees with you, too, because now the MLB is starting to talk about doing the playoff bubble and just doing a bubble for this playoff period. So I think it's definitely the answer. I will say, I think all the complaining, I think all these guys complaining like, oh, it, it hurts our psyche. I think all of it will disappear as soon as we get into the playoffs. As soon as these teams are fighting for a championship and as soon as yeah, you weed right. out the other, yeah. what, eight teams that are there that are just going to basically go home. Actually, it's six teams. The six teams that are going to go home losers on Friday. After you weed out those guys, I think it's just going to be full focus on a championship and nothing else is going to matter for these teams. Yeah, uh, you, so you don't see you don't see the wheels coming off. Um, no, no. And by the way, I, I love it. I love it. It's like it's it, this is kind of how it's going to be, um, and it's also good for, personally for the MLB to like. I, I guess they're they're into it, into changing some shit up a little bit because they've just been really dumb about this whole thing for a while, and it's not seemed seemingly getting better. Um, although they haven't had too many suspensions in the last little while, um, but. This is all, it's all great things. They're, they're showing an example, setting an example, and you're absolutely right. I think the cream will rise to the top here and the professionals will just get their, their, their stuff together. And there might be some growing pains you can expect, but um, I think overall you're, you guys are right. It'll probably just settle in and we'll get some great basketball. Now, speaking yeah. of the MLB, though, we got to get into a slate that's today. We got eight games starting at 7.05 this evening. Um, you've got to give us the skinny on where we're going here. Um, MLB, by the way, um, uh, you know, uh, the stacking, the, the stack jam, um, is something I'm still getting used to. I'd love for you guys to talk a bit more about some stacking and, and maybe, maybe loop back your stacks, do a stat loop back after you, uh, after you kind of get through some of these games here for people. Yeah. And, uh, for those who don't know, um, how stack works is you just want guys from the same team and, uh, and that we're, it's a lot more effective and it's, uh, basically not exclusive, but helps best in MLB. And uh, and it's always great to uh, to hear these guys kind of uh, um, you know handcuff those guys together. It's a handcuff in regular. I call it the handcuff in, in fantasy football. Um, but uh, but in here, it's yeah, it's it's a stacking. So uh, why don't we just get right to it and hammer in on this MLB slate that's going on tonight, you guys? Yeah, let's start it. Let's start it. Uh, let's start doing it. Let's, we're going to have a game-by-game breakdown here, and we're starting off with the Atlanta Braves facing off against the New York Yankees. The New York Yankees have Masahiro Tanaka on the mound, and on the other side for the Braves, we have Yonya. Let's talk about Tanaka first against this Atlanta Braves team, Sean. For me, Masahiro Tanaka is coming back from that nasty head injury. He got hit straight on the head with a hit ball by Giancarlo Stanton in extended spring training. I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach on Tanaka, but I respect Tanaka, and I respect the bullpen behind him enough that I'm not going to take any Braves hitters as well. What are your thoughts, Sean? Yeah, eight-game slate. There's no reason to get cute here. We don't want to waste time. I don't want to waste the listeners' time. Masahiro, great pitcher, coming back from that head injury. Let's see how it plays out. No reason to target him. No reason to target Braves hitters against him. 
it's a complete stay away spot from that side of the ball, Josh. Yeah, let's talk about this other side. Let's talk about this pitcher in Yonia. He has an XFIP of 4.69 between the last two seasons, a low K rate of 16%, and a high hard contact rate of 38%. You know, I'm a big Yankee fan. I have got to talk about Aaron Judge. He just took back the home run lead yesterday. I think he could hit another one against this guy. I don't respect Yonia whatsoever. I don't think he's a very good pitcher on the major league level. So I like Judge. And if you're going to stack it up, give me the one, two, three, four. Or give me any variation of a stack in this Yankees lineup because I think they truly can explode on this Atlanta Braves pitcher and also on the bullpen as well Sean what do you think about this stack yeah I don't mind it I think that there's better stacks on today's MLB slate so we'll we'll get to the other stacks the New York Yankees give you a lot of upside in this lineup so you know anytime that they're on a slate they have they come in with a 5.61 implied run total over on our friends at bet online's website I think that because you're looking at a team that can put up a lot of runs, you have to, by default, consider them in tournaments. Uh, I don't know if you know he's a total gas can. He's worse against righties. So, Josh, to that point, you want righties against, well, you want him against him and this team on the New York Yankees. They have a lot of competent right-handed hitters. DJ and- Mayu at the top, Aaron Judge. I mean, almost this entire team. Yeah, so. and not only do they have a lot of competent righties, but they have a lot of righties that hit well against right-handed pitchers as well. Yeah, you reverse see splits. Reverse exactly. Splits you see yeah. from Aaron Judge, you see it from Gleyber Torres, you see it from even Luke Voigt as well. All these guys hit well against right-handed pitchers. So I, I like the Yankee stack. They always go low-owned because no one wants to pay up for them because they're so expensive. But they're expensive for a good reason today, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. How- I don't. I don't mind it. How often do you guys just like, like go after the dongs, you know, like all the time you you mentioned (laughs) that like Aaron judge is just, he's hitting dongs like wild fire out there. And, uh, and it's just, but it's just tough. Like to, to, to chase a tater to me seems a bit risky. Um, and that's not necessarily what you did. One or two guys, if you actually play like standard rotisserie uh, fantasy baseball you know you got your guys right. and you're gonna expect over the course of a week or so you're gonna get a couple more um couple more in there uh, but with the daily fantasy um from the sounds of it you guys like chasing dongs yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean home runs that's that's what you want in dfs i mean on fanduel alone you're getting 18 fanduel points from a home run as opposed to only nine from a triple right so i mean you yep. literally double up there you you need the home runs you need the upside but there's also a lot to say about just reaching base and, and people that get on base a lot because say, you know, you have a big home run hitter, Edwin Encarnacion, great example. We had him last night, which helped us lead to the, the 1% night. He hit a home run, super low owned, super cheap bat. That helped us tremendously. But we had another guy in Jose Abreu from the exact same team. He did not leave the park. He didn't even get more than a double in, in the extra base hit department, but he outscored Edwin Encarnacion uh, had both of them in the, in the lineup, gratefully, but he had, I think, two singles, a double, right. scored three runs, a walk. Uh, and because of that, you know, it's it's not all about the home runs. Josh, do you want to speak to that? Yeah, and, and I mean, let's circle back around to stacks, you know. It's, it's especially essential when you're talking about stacks because you want these multipliers. So you want your guys to get on base for your next guy up that you have in your stack, and you want them to hit them in or them to hit the home run while the other guy's on base because it's just going to multiply yeah. your points. So it just yeah. speaks to the importance of having stacks and having guys that can get on base. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Completely. All right. Completely. Good here. clarification, boys. Um, I'm, chasing, I'm chasing as many, many dongs as I can find. Yeah, Judge is a good one. Uh, I, I don't know about a full Yankee stack. Josh seems higher on the Yankees than I do. Josh, let's move on, though. Let's talk about the next game. 
Yeah, let's talk about this next game. There is some weather in this game, so it should affect both pitchers, but it should play out fully. It's the Orioles facing off against the Phillies. Let's talk about the Phillies pitcher first and Zach Eflin. Between this year and last year, is an XFIP of 4.78, and this guy struggles against lefties, gives up a 40% hard contact rate, gives up a 363 Woba as well. Sean, are there any lefties that you can take from this Baltimore Orioles offense that we saw explode for 10 runs last night? Yeah, I mean, you definitely can. And, and don't look now, but the Baltimore Orioles are scoring runs. I don't know what the fuck is going on in baseball this year because this team is terrible. Uh, but you look up and down the lineup, you got Santander with his respectable hard contact rate at 38%. You also have Ruiz with a 36% hard contact rate. And these guys are cheap, Josh. I mean, that's the thing that, that really makes me excited about this Baltimore Orioles team. Santander's 4K on DraftKings. And real Ruiz is only 3500 at third base. You can get some good value. Dwight Smith Jr. at 3800 on DK. The lefties are the guys that you want against Zach Eflin. You, you hit the nail on the head. You do not target right-handed batters against him. So it's really probably just those three guys on this Baltimore Orioles team that I have interest in. I will say one thing. I'm looking at the forecast, and anybody at home listening to this, or they're thinking to themselves, well, Sean's definitely not a meteorologist, and I'll be the first one to, to admit that. But anyone at home can go to weather.com. This is super simple. They are not a sponsor, but we are going to plug them. Uh, you can go to weather.com, and you can type in the, the city that the team is playing in. You can look at where the ballpark is at on any map. <laughs> Go to Google, you put it in on your little Doppler radar, and you play that Doppler radar out. And you can see exactly what models are projecting uh, in that game. Anybody can do it. You can be your meteorologist. You can do it right now. Uh, I'm looking at it, and it actually looks like the weather sucks in this game, Josh. So I, I think that you're going to see storms, showers, the models, indicating that there's a lot of weather around this game pretty much from the first pitch through the game. I mean, I'm not looking at, at the models breaking out uh, and breaking up until like 11 o'clock midnight. Now, obviously, we're recording this a little bit earlier on in the day, so things could change. Mother Nature has its own intentions and its own mind. It's going to do its own thing. Uh, but I'll just tell you right now, I'm, I'm at least going to keep a close eye on this game because if there's a lot of weather, I, I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, well, let's talk about the other side, and a reason that you might want to have something to do with it is this Philly team facing off against Wade LeBlanc. His ex-fit between the last two seasons is a 5.11, a 17% K rate, bad hard contact. He sucks against both sides of the plate, and this Philly team <laughs> is so good at hitting against left-handed pitching. Sign me up. Yeah. I can I can roster a ton of Phillies today. I like them all, whether it be Royce Hoskins, who's probably going to be in the two-hole, whether it be their catcher, JT Real Muto, whether it be Gene Segura in the five-hole, whoever. I, I'm going to load up on on this Philly team most likely today as long as the weather permits and that's something that we're definitely gonna have to keep an eye on yeah I'll, I'll just say bet online agrees with you Josh because bet online right now has this as the highest implied over under of the entire MLB slate they're sitting at a 10 over under uh for for this game so you talk about game stacks I don't know I, I'm not I believe more in Wade LeBlanc than I think you do I am a little bit more scared of the weather than you are I'm not going to be fully stacking this. And again, you're getting a GPP approach, a tournament approach with Josh. You're getting a cash game approach, which is more of a conservative approach with me. I don't want to fully stack this game. But again, that online says otherwise. They say that there's going to be a lot of runs scored in this game. So we can keep it moving. 
Definitely. Let's keep it moving. Let's move on to this next game, which is the Giants facing off against the Astros. The Astros have Zach Grinke on the mound, while on the other side, we have Trevor Cahill returning to the mound for the first time this season. Sean, let's talk about Trevor Cahill facing off against your Houston Astros. Is there any interest in rostering Houston Astros today, Sean? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> this is one of my favorite under-owned targets on the entire slate. I want righties against Cahill. Frankly, you can take righties and lefties, Josh. And that's what makes me excited about this take. The Houston Astros, you hit the nail on the head, by the way. Kyle Tucker had a triple yesterday. Uh, Houston Astros scored some runs. They ended up losing the game, but they scored some runs. And I'm I'm looking at this team. They're now, what, 7-10 and 10 in the standings? It, the, the number two team in their division they're playing terrible baseball, but the one thing that they have going for them is their bats are finally starting to wake up a little bit, Josh. And that gets me excited because if they're going to start waking up and they're going to continue to be low-owned around the industry, Josh, Kyle Tucker's 3,600 on DK. Josh Reddick is 3,400 on DraftKings. Like, these guys are not even, like, mid-price players. You're getting value Houston Astros bats. When was the last time we were ever able to say that? Never. Absolutely never. Because we <laughs> always had to pay 4000 on Fandle for these guys, especially for the guys high up in the lineup. But yeah. you do have a ton of savings today. I, I keep touting him. And for those who don't listen to our member-only podcast, Kyle Tucker is a really, really talented baseball player. And he's entirely too cheap on today's slate. He's entirely too cheap yeah. on almost every single slate that he plays in. So I like Kyle Tucker against Cahill. I like Reddick, Brantley, Bregman, Correa, yeah. Gurriel. I, I, again, I, I hate to keep talking about these teams, but in the early the early slate or the early games of this slate, I really do like targeting some offenses here. Yeah, I agree with you. Let's talk about, ooh, doesn't, doesn't this one feel great, Josh? The ace of the Houston Astros, <laughs> Mr. Zach Grinky. Yes, Mr. Zach Grinky, who has struggled so far this year. An XFIP of 4.78, a low K rate of 18%, a good ground ball rate, though. He does get the face off, though, against one of the worst offenses in baseball in the San Francisco Giants. Sean, can you consider Zach Grinky today in cash games? What's his price on FanDuel? Do you have it pulled up? I What's do his not price have it pulled FanDuel? up in front of me. Okay, I'll, I'll pull it up. I know on DraftKings he's 10,300. At 10,3, it's tough. Like, that's a tough pill to swallow for Zach Greinke. He's 9,800 on FanDuel, too. The only thing that I will say, for those that don't know, the Houston Astros, man, they have had some issues with their pitching this year. Justin Verlander, former Cy Young, uh, he's done, most likely, for the entire season. Garrett Cole, the second vote-getter in the Cy Young, he's now pitching for Josh's New York Yankees. Uh, the number three in the Houston Astros rotation, Lance McCullers, He's looked like an entirely different pitcher this year coming off Tommy John surgery last year. And then the Houston Astros bullpen, Josh, don't get me started. Will Harris, no longer a Houston Astro. He was our setup man through all the World Series runs. And Ozuna, one of the best closers in baseball, our closer, he's done. He's on the 60-day IL. Like, the Houston Astros pitching staff, we have nobody. It is just run. Zach. Run and Yeah, it is. <laughs> It's just grinky right now. So to that point, Josh, you'd have to assume the leash is crazy long. You'd have to assume Grinky's gonna see a hundred pitches today, right? Like we we need innings. We need him to eat innings to save these other arms in our in our bullpen and in our rotation with the long relievers. 
Yeah, I completely agree. The big thing for me is that Zach Greinke is a reverse splits pitcher, so usually he does tend to pitch better against left-handed hitters. He's going to have a ton of left-handed hitters in this lineup. Right now I'm counting five left-handed hitters that he's going to be facing, so I I like Zach Greinke. You can definitely pay up for him. With all the offenses that I want on this slate, though, I don't know how enticed I am to pay the high price tag. Yeah. Agree with you. And can we both agree on this? Don't play Giants against Grinky. Don't right? do not play Giants against Grinky. That sounds like you're not going to have a fun day whatsoever. Uh, can we move on to this next game, Sean? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's move on to the Nationals facing off against the Mets. We have Lockett on the mound for the Mets today. And on the other side, we have your good friend, your man crush, Sean, Anibal Sanchez. Let's talk about mm-hmm. Anibal Sanchez first because he has had a terrible start to the season, an XFIP of 6.44. He has gotten unlucky. His BABIP is pretty high at 375, but he's given up a lot of fly balls and a lot of hard contact. High. Yeah, it's it's pretty high. It's definitely pretty high. Uh, The hard contact isn't much better, though, Sean, and neither is the fly ball rate. Talk about Anibal Sanchez. Talk about this Mets team. Can you see yourself rostering Mets against your favorite pitcher ever, Sean? He is not. First of all, this is not my favorite pitcher ever at all. I'm completely trolling Sean, by the way. There's there has been two podcasts in the last three years where I talked highly. Actually, there's probably been more than two podcasts. There's probably been like 10 in the last three years where I've talked good about Sanchez. I said, listen, this guy's not a gas can because here's the issue with the Anibal Sanchez. Josh, everybody always targets bats against him. Always. You always have high-owned bats against Anibal Sanchez every single slate that he's on. And my take is, is the same today as it has been for the last three years. This is not a gas can. This is not a gas can. I am not buying into it. I do not want to target bats against Anibal Sanchez. His hard contact rate is amazing. 34%. This is in 459 plate appearances over the last two years. 34% hard contact rate against righties. Against lefties, 32% hard contact rate. Guys, good hard contact rates are over 40%. He's living under 34% against both candidates, lefties and righties. I, I just, I refuse. I refuse to think that this guy's a gas can, Josh. You cannot prove me otherwise. And for, for the record, on record, on this this under-review show, he <laughs> is not one of my favorite pitchers in baseball. Josh. <laughs> All right, well, you put it on record, Dude, so I can't troll that. you anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, look, but he's been bad this season, right, Sean? Like, this guy has been absolutely awful so far low ground ball rate is look ground ball rate through 50 plate appearances against batters it's 20 percent, like 19.4 percent. like that's one of the worst ground ball rates on the whole entire slate through a small sample size it's the worst okay so just call just a spade, it, a spade. Yeah. He has the worst ground ball but he's a fly ball pitcher he still limits hard contact. You want to know why? Because he throws a nasty changeup. Limits That's hard why. contact. So, he has a hard contact rate of 47% so far this year. How can you say he's limiting hard contact? Three starts. It's, three starts, Jack. Okay. Three starts. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Okay. I don't want to hear about three starts. How about you talk to me about the last two years combined? Yes. Talk to me about that. Yes, let's talk about the last two years combined. He still has given up a 33% hard contact rate, which I guess isn't all that bad. Look, I'm just saying Mets aren't a terrible stack. I don't think they're the best stack, though. I'm definitely not going to be overweight on them. But if you're making multiple lineups like I plan on today, I'll have at least one lineup with some Mets in it. Terrible stack. Completely disagree. (laughs) See, he's your favorite pitcher. He's your favorite pitcher in the world, Sean, because you just love him so much and you hate the stacks against him. Uh, He's he's, he's back to do a corner, so he's just got to go 
He's just got to leave it. He's got to run. <laughs> I'm run not. Him. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, listen, we're, we're not backing away from this take right here. <laughs> uh, let's, let's talk about the other side of the ball because maybe we can agree on this side. Chad. Yes, let's talk about Lockett. He does seem like a gas can. A 5.01 XFIP, a low K rate. His hard contact he limited last year at 28%, but he's not getting too many ground balls. And I don't think I'm taking a national stack today. I don't think they're a great play. I'm not going to take Lockett either. So this is most likely going to be a stay away spot for me. We're just going to disagree on this entire game. This guy really? is not this is not a gasket. This is not a gasket. I, I don't know how you can say that. Sure, he's not missing bats, but his hard contact rate was phenomenal. 28% was 5 point, the, the main stat that we focus on when it comes to pitchers, Sean, is XFIP. And what is his XFIP? It's above average. It's at 5.01 from last year. I think it's only going to get worse. Yeah, he still right. limits hard contact and do some. He does, and that's why, ball. and he does limit hard contact, and that's what I said, and that's probably the reason that I'm not going to end up taking Nationals today. But I'm saying I'm not going to be taking this guy either. I don't think he's good enough to roster today. We have two potential Cy Young candidates pitching in New York today, boys. Two potential Cy Young candidates. You're the worst, in oh. Walker. <laughs> You're the worst, man. You're the absolute worst. You're oh, awful. Man. All right. All right. Let's continue. Yes, we got to keep rolling. Let's move on. Yes, let's move on to this next game. Let's talk about the Twins facing off against the Brewers. You have Eric Lauer on one side and you have Kenta Maeda on the other side. Let's talk about Kenta Maeda first. Over the last two seasons, 3.97 XFIP, a really strong K rate as well. Sean, can you be taking Kenta Maeda against this Milwaukee Brewers team who has been struggling so far this year on offense? No, I'm not touching Maeda. Uh, I, I understand it. I'm worried about the leash. If you, before I say 100% empirically no, uh, yeah, you can, at 9,100, you can at least consider him. But I think that's all you should do. I think it's just a consideration and, and overlook the rest of these guys. Uh, really quickly, touching on the other side of the ball, Josh, Eric Lauer, how many righties would you consider on this Twins team? We already have the lineup. Mitch Garber is in the leadoff spot. He's a catcher on DraftKings. Clearly the best play at catcher, right? Yes, clearly the best play at catcher. Uh, I also think Nelson Cruz is probably one of the better plays on the whole entire slate yeah. as well. Eric Lauer is just awful against righties, and you can load up on some Nelson Cruz. And like you said on Kenta Maeda, you said he's worth a flyer. I think he's a really good GPP option. This is a pitcher that no one yeah. will go to because everyone is scared of the Brewers' face name. Everyone thinks this is a very good offense. It is not a very good offense. Yes, Christian Yelich has been starting to warm up. Kisten Hayura as well. But the rest of this team has been pretty much awful this whole entire season high strikeout rates throughout low weighted on base average no power as well so i can get some kenta maeda and gpps for really low ownership and i think he's in a good spot on the other side i agree with you i want to take twins i want to load up on righties they're one of the best stacks on the slate all right let's move on next game uh, I, I really like nelson cruz and mitch garber from this from this game as a mini stack Yes, let's move on to this next game. It's the Rays facing off against the Red Sox. We have Blake Snell on the mound for the Rays. And on the other side, we have Zach Godley. Sean, Zach Godley kind of made a resurgence this year. He's looked good so far with a 4.45 XFIP, a good K rate, a really low or really high ground ball rate at 48.6% as well. Can you consider taking Zach Godley against this Rays team? No, not at all. Like, this is not, not, not even a little 
right? Like, just, no, 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 no. Just, just no. Godly, you talk about XFIP. You, you'd love to throw the XFIP in my face with Anibal Sanchez, don't you? You love that. That's that's a fun thing to throw in my face. How about this? Put this in your pipe and smoke it, Josh. Godly's XFIP over the last two years, 5.32. How about I know, those apples? I understand, but listen, he had a 5.43 last year. It was with the Diamondbacks. He was obviously struggling. I am just saying, so far this year, in two or three starts, he has an XFIP of 4.45, which is a lot more respectable, a high ground ball rate, which I know you love, Sean, and a good K rate. I'm not saying to go pitch this guy. I'm just saying he's at least half. He looks better so you far this year. It sounded like you wanted to pitch him. Look, you I don't think it's a terror. I don't think it's the worst GPP option. If you're making multiple, if I'm making multiple lineups today, I'm going to have at least one with Zach Godley because he has looked better so far this year. That's fair. GPPs, right. I can buy. Okay. Uh, Blake Snell on the other side, Josh, he, he hasn't thrown over 60 pitches yeah. so far this year. So there's no way you can pay 9400 for this guy, oh, right? God. No. So even for me, with no experience, I'm looking at like that's just, yeah. that's just insane. Ninety four hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I won't yeah, be taking Josh, any. I won't maybe, be taking no. any Blake Snell today. And Blake Snell is a respectable enough pitcher, and the bullpen behind him is even better. That I won't take any of these Red Sox either. So this side of the ball is a complete stay away spot for me. Perfect. Two games to go. We have uh, a little bit of time to do that. Let's go through these last two games. One of these two games has a very good attackable spot. We'll talk about that here in a second. Josh, let's move on. Yes, let's move on. Let's talk about the Mariners facing off against the Texas Rangers. Uh, the Texas Rangers are pitching Jordan Lyles today, and on the other side we have Tawan Walker. Sean, is this the game that you're talking about? Is this the game that you love to attack? Ah, uh, Taiwan Walker. This dude is so bad. You talk about gas cans, Josh. This guy is the definition of a gas can. He doesn't do anything that I'm scared of. He walks a ton of hitters. He allows a lot of hard contact. He does not induce ground balls. He doesn't miss bats. A 7% swing strike rate. Are you kidding me? I mean, <laughs> this guy, you talk about gas cans on the slate. You might be looking at your biggest gas can. This is the guy that I think is going to blow up in the biggest way. And the Texas Rangers never gain any ownership, never garner any ownership. I think the Rangers make a lot of sense as a team stack today, Josh. Am I crazy for that? No, and I'm so happy we can finally agree on something, Sean, because this is the spot that we can both agree on. <laughs> I, I like this Texas Rangers stack, too. Tawan Walker has been awful this year. An XFIP of 5.74, a ground ball rate. Listen to this, Sean. A ground ball rate of 28% so far this year, and a hard contact rate that he's giving up to 38%. You want lefties against this guy, and there are a lot of viable lefties in this Texas Rangers lineup. You can go Shinsu Chu. You can go Willie Calhoun. You can go Joey Gallo. There's yeah. a lot of lefties to attack, so you can definitely load up on this Rangers team. Yeah, I like the full Rangers stack today, guys, and, and I don't think you can go wrong top to bottom. He just doesn't miss bats, and Joey Gallo just feels like he's going to go deep today. Uh, anytime that there's a righty on the mound where Gallo has the platoon advantage and he has a low swinging strike rate, the big issue with Joey Gallo is he strikes out a lot. If Joey Gallo isn't striking out, he has one of the highest strikeout rates in all of baseball, 36.9% K rate. Taiwan Walker only has a 7% swinging strike rate. That means if Gallo's swinging his bat, there's a damn good chance he's going to hit it. And when Gallo hits the ball, it goes a long way. There's some good analysis for you. <laughs> uh, I am a huge <laughs> fan of the Texas Rangers today. 
Josh, the other side of the ball, Jordan Lyles, I actually think he's competent. And the Mariners are just bad enough where I actually like Jordan Lyles' price tag at 7300 on DraftKings. Look, I don't mind Jordan Lyles. And this is a Texas Rangers stadium where it's a, it's a new stadium this year. It's much bigger than the old stadium. It's actually indoors now, so it's more of a pitcher's park. I don't mind Lyles just because of how bad this Mariners team is, but let me just say, he you look at the stats so far this year through three starts, an XFIP of 6.9, Sean, a low K rate of 16%, a low ground ball rate. About of, three starts, dude. I know, I but I'm just saying it's showing how they're starting off this year. Can he correct it? I, I certainly think he can correct it today against this Mariners team that overall I don't respect. I wouldn't be overweight on Jordan Lyles today personally, but I understand if you're going there, Sean. Seattle's the worst offense in baseball. So, I mean, I mean, it's that simple, guys. Seattle just cannot score runs, and you have a competent pitcher on the other side of the ball uh, or the other side of the mound against them. He had a 23.8% K rate. There's a tongue twister. Uh, last season against the – well, against all of his competition in over 500 plate appearances. So, I mean, he has a very respectable K rate. Swing strike rate's at 10%. That's not bad. And he's facing the worst team in baseball. So, I sign me up for some Jordan Lyles exposure. He's way too cheap on DraftKings. He'll get it right. And because he's had three rough starts so far this year, you'll probably get him at low ownership today, too. Yeah, so, you will definitely get him I, at low uh, ownership. Yeah. Let's move on. Last game of the slate. We have about three minutes to get through it. Yes, let's talk about this last game of the slate. It's Padres facing off against the Dodgers. We have Tony Goslin starting as an opener on one side, and on the other side we have Zach Davies. Sean, what are you interested in in this game? Yeah, not a ton. Zach Davies, he's a significant fly ball pitcher against left-handed batters. So just because of that, by process of elimination here and a low K rate against lefties too, the Dodgers really put a lot of, of pop into every single at-bat. This team has the lowest ground ball rate in the bigs, uh, a collective 37.7% ground ball rate as a team. That's absurd. That is a crazy number. So two plus two equals four here. I think that some of the Dodgers are going to leave the yard today. At the top of my list, if you're hunting for dongs, like D said earlier in the podcast, Cody Bellinger, he burned a lot of our members on Monday. I could see Cody Bellinger trolling the heck out of us if we don't roster him today and having a double dong game, have hitting two home runs. So double I like Cody at the top of yeah at the top of my list. Josh, real quick, any final thoughts on this? If not, let's get out of here. No, I, I do like Dodgers like you. Uh, big thing for me is that Zach Davies is a gas can over the past two years, and the bullpen behind him has been really, really bad. So I can load up on <laughs> Dodgers, and most likely I'm staying away from Padres in what is going to be a bullpen game for them. Well, yes, D, we are we're through 16 teams, my friend. That's unbelievable, guys. Uh, what a way to rapid fire that out. But all good, amazing, interesting DFS content. Not only uh, do you get to use it to build a lineup, win some money on DFS, but all of that insight is going to help you go to bet online and just bet on baseball tonight. Like if you 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 gotta you gotta put these together. If you're doing some DFS for daily, you gotta do a couple bets on the outright. Uh, games themselves uh, it just makes perfect sense and this insight is um, absolutely perfect to make those amazing decisions hey uh, if you like more of this stuff the Roto Radar crew uh, just head there and uh, they, you can have access to this information basically minute by minute through their discord channel um, yeah. it's just non-stop um, non-stop complete in analysis 
And on every single matchup, player, game, ask any question you see, uh, they're always there for you to help you get through this on, on a daily uh, on a daily basis. Uh, on behalf of the Rotor Radar uh, squad, uh, I'm Damon D. This has been the Under Review Show. If you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe. We're on Spotify. We're on Podcast One. We're on the, uh, the, uh, the iTunes machine. You can find us everywhere. And, of course, you can find us at underreviewshow.com. Head to Bet Online. Use promo code REVIEW. We'll give you a little bit of extra money in your account. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Damon D. Adios, muchachos.